You're listening to What Devay Said About Music. The Beard on the Shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay. Your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And, uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? 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 What do they said about music? And now, here he is. My good friend Rob Duvet. Well, hello, my Duvinians, and welcome to the What Duvet Said About Music podcast. That's right. I am your host, Robert Bob Duvet, and thank you for joining me again this week. We have a really big show for you today, a really big show indeed. In fact, it is such a big show that there is a crowd of, I don't know, a couple hundred people gathered outside this very apartment building. I see people trying to climb over the balcony just to get a look into the podcasting kitchen, just to see what's cooking, what's cooking in this kitchen that we do this podcast from, live from San Francisco, California. And when I say live, I mean I tape it on a Tuesday and it comes to you on a Wednesday. Well, welcome. We are very, very, very lucky today. We have a lot on the slate. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. We have an interview with Caitlin Rose. Nashville's Caitlin Rose came through San Francisco recently. Played a show at Cafe du Nord, opening up for Ron Sexsmith. I was able to sit down with her and have a conversation. Not so much an interview, but a conversation. That's what we like to do here. So we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Um, we also have a spotlight on a brand new band out of England called Inca Gold. And judging by this EP that was sent to me, I am going to say right now, I'm going to make a prediction. You know, Robert Bob Duvet loves to make predictions. I'm going to say right now, this band is going to be very big in the coming year. So we'll talk a little bit about them later. Again, they're called Inca Gold, so listen for that later in the show. We have It's going to be a bit of a bipolar show this week because we're going to start off with some uh, definite uh, singer-songwriter country stuff with the Caitlin Rose interview and packaged uh, some music around that. And then we're going to get into uh, more of the Brit scene. So I want to uh, just alert you to that so that it's not too jarring, and it shouldn't be. What else can I tell you? Oh, as always, you can reach us here in the kitchen of podcasting at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com or give us a call at 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. And as always, all of this is linked up playlists, Supplemental material, a live review of the Caitlin Rose Show at Cafe du Nord that I wrote is all up on the blog, www.whatdubaysaid.com. So there you go. That's all the pertinent information to get us going. I am going to begin this show 
by playing a couple songs just to kind of, uh, you know, grease the wheels, as it were, of this podcast. And then we're going to get into our interview with Caitlin Rose. But uh, you'll see why I picked these first two songs when you listen to the interview. It's a bit of a tease. And uh, I'm going to continue to tease you right now with a bit more podcasting gold. The What Duvet Said About Music show, Robert Bob Duvet. And here I go again. You wanna feel 
I love me some Paul Westerberg and The Replacement. That's Aiken to Be off Don't Tell a Soul. And before that, we heard Black Flag doing Bastard in Love off Loose Nut. That was a double shot dedication to Caitlin Rose. You will hear why in the interview that I'm about to play. Just want to give you guys the circumstances surrounding the interview. This was Caitlin Rose's first West Coast tour. Uh, they had just come down from Portland, uh, I think the previous night. They might have stopped off. I think they said they stopped off in Crescent City. She's a really beautiful part of Northern California. Uh, I was able to talk to her at the club, Cafe du Nord. So you hear the usual 
background noise. It gives it a little atmosphere is what uh, we like to call it in podcasting. It really means that we don't have a studio to take these people to and do a, a right proper interview in. But really great conversation. Had a wonderful time. The band she's touring with is fabulous. We had Jeremy Fetzer on lead guitar and Spencer Cullum Jr. playing the pedal steel. And Andrew Combs actually was uh, driving. And he is, we're going to play a song for him later. He's an amazing songwriter himself. So there was just a whole lot of talent flowing through San Francisco. So we're going to get right to the Caitlin Rose interview. Like I said, it's about uh, 10 minutes long, and it was done live at the Cafe du Nord on the couch in the back of the club. So uh, please, uh, you know, bear with the, the conversations that are happening all around. You should be able to hear everything fine, though. Without further ado, I give you Caitlin Rose. This is Caitlin Rose, and you're listening to What Duvet Said About Music. Shanghai cigarettes left it all in the past and there's no 
thrilled and honored to be sitting here with you in San Francisco, my hometown. I already hometown. heard that. Did you? <laughs> I know, I tend to repeat myself. Um, actually, uh, I've been beating the drum on Caitlin Rose for quite some time. I saw you in Austin uh, last year for the Austin City Limits Festival, and you, you blew me away, and the songs were great, and it's great to have the album out now, own side now. So let's let's talk a little bit about it. Are you, are you happy to have it finally come out in the United States? Yes, very happy, but it already came out in the UK, so it's sort of like it's like aftershocks almost really is it well, kind of almost because you know things don't do as well over here as they do over there so it's like it's like these pleasant little surprises that they do so yeah. I was going to ask you a bit about that because I know you've been hitting Europe hard. In fact, I think when I saw you, you had just come back from a European tour with like Deer Tick or somebody mm -hmm. like that. And I've just actually come back again from Europe. So. Okay. So what's the response been like back there? It's always wonderful. I mean, we, we, we um, played a lot of places we hadn't played before. We played all over Spain and uh, a lot a lot of France. So it was definitely new places and the shows went good. And uh, the shows in Germany were wonderful as always. And the shows in the UK were perfect. So... <laughs> Do you feel like they're just kind of like more open to uh, the kind of kind of music that you're putting out there? I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I could say it's a genre, or I could just say that they think I'm funny. But I don't really, I don't know what it is. You do have quite, you have a bit of sass to you on stage. Sometimes, yeah. Um, so what's what's it been like touring most recently? I know you're you're on the road right now with Ron Sexsmith. You played some shows back east in New York. Terminal Five. No, oh shit, Highline. Highline. How how was that? It was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it was, for a seated show, it was, it was better than I could have imagined. So mm -hmm. it was really nice. And you you kind of have a, a kinship with New York. I mean, I know you, you, one of the songs was inspired by maybe some time spent out there. That uh, was more of an anti-New York song, but I think I'm back on the New York train. So. Are you? Yeah, it's I a love good it. place. I lived there for I years. I haven't. Yeah, I hadn't been there in about three years, and um, we were only there for a day, and I, I fell in love again. So. I wanted to ask you a little bit about like being from Nashville and being kind of identified as a Nashville artist. Is there, do you have any kind of desire or want to be accepted by the more traditional kind of country machinery out there? I mean, where does where does that fall for an artist like yourself? I think the only people's respect that I, I would appreciate are that of songwriters that I respect. I, um, it would, you know, it's nice when anybody likes the songs, and it's nice when anybody has uh, any kind of interest in it. So I guess it would be cool. But I've, I've got my mom, and she's pretty on board. So that's that's a big deal. Um, about the songwriting, I mean, so many descriptors are used to kind of describe your songwriting and. There's always that sort of wise, wise beyond her years, and and. But when you keep getting older, it gets less interesting. Well, I was gonna say like so. At 23, I feel like people should have experienced the things that I've. Well, I mean, I think that's fair, about. right? And so, when you read those kind of reviews, are you kind of like, well, I've lived some life, I, you know, I've been playing music and I've been touring and I, yeah. I've seen a few things. More so now. I mean, I hadn't really toured um, before the record. Really. So. 
did a, I did a little stint in the UK when we released Dead Flowers over there. Um, but that was my first real experience touring, other than touring with my boyfriend's punk band in high school. So it doesn't really count uh, that that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, n now more so than, than before. So. Do you think that all this experience of touring and, and going all these different countries and stuff how, is going to have a, a profound effect on the next batch of songs you're working on? I think so. I think when you get out of your bubble, you have to write about something other than the bubble, which is all that record's about. So mm -hmm. um, there have been a few songs that have been pretty funny. And even even in hanging out with Spencer and Jeremy so much, Spencer Cullum and Jeremy Fetzer, it's Excellent like, music we've been coming up with certain songs, and I, I would be excited to have a couple of those on there. But I think for the next record, there's quite a few songs that I, I didn't write that I would love to cut. And I don't know how many of those would end up, but there's so many good songs. And it's, it's um, exciting for me to realize that there are other good writers, because that's always been my goal, is to meet the best writers and to know the best writers. So you've worked with other writers? A little bit, yeah. Uh -huh. And there's some co-writes on the first record with some wonderful people. And um, I, I'd like to co-write more, but I don't have time. So I'd love to just cut some of the perfect, perfect songs that I've heard in the past couple years.
own side now has kind of gotten a little bit of a viral thing going on on YouTube. With the little girl? Well, it's that. And then I always see you know, all kinds of people are, are having a whack at it and, and, and covering it. I know. Uh, there's some, there's is some is that kind of trippy to watch? Like, I love it. That's always been that's always been my goal. And that goal is you know to, to write songs that other people want to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily in a business standpoint, but just the fact that people don't really write songs for other people anymore. They just write, they write very, it's a very personal style of songwriting that is very prevalent. Um, I read an article two days ago that was complaining about how songwriting has gone from we to I, which I don't think is really true. I just think it's gone from um, overly personal or from, you know, personal and relatable to overly personal and very you know, specific. specific to that person who's writing it, which is still great. And a lot of songwriters that I love have that kind of style down. I just, I, I'm, I used to do that a lot more, and I kind of, I'm trind to shy away from it. It's interesting. I mean, that, that is a kind of different perspective to look at songs. Well, I think that's why why song why music has gone to such a shitty turn is because it became this like battle between the overly personal and the mundane and 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 any bullshit. It's like this battle between like how significant are your songs to yourself or how significant are they to other people and it seems like mainstream latches onto these songs that are more universal and that's because they want to relate to it and I feel like a lot of the more personal singer-songwriter crowd has gone inwards and kind of had trouble writing for other people. You know, I was talking with an artist um, from New York, and when I asked about the difference, you know, she's in a band, and they play in Brooklyn, and there's like a million bands from Brooklyn, but she said the most interesting scene in New York is the singer-songwriting scene, because it's like they're doing it everywhere. It pops mm-hmm. up in people's houses, and you know, people just pass a guitar around and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I can see where that's a lot more exciting sometimes than just, you know, I'm in a band and, and yeah, you have that. Yeah, and that's kind of another thing. thing is that you you want. I mean, I want so badly to have a band and to have a crew of people that I play with all the time and to write songs with. But it's so hard to bring people on board for something like that when you're building it with your own name. Mm-hmm. But with Jeremy and Spencer, I have a really nice group of people. Um, and we tour really well together. There's only three of us, so it's like a smaller sound, but it goes over well, and I, and, and I would be excited to sort of write songs for what they like and write songs for what we like as a, as a group of people. Yeah, But it's, you miss other. out on that when you're a singer-songwriter, and you miss out on kind of that collaborative songwriting effort, like, you know, fucking Graham Nash and all that shit. Like, you don't have that anymore, mm-hmm. and that's so... I so badly want that. You know, I want to ask you to... Like, it's always interesting for me to ask... As far as like not the labels that people are going to put on you and say, oh, you're a throwback to a Patsy Klein or which are really not. I don't hear it. Yeah. Um, but like, who- I mean, I say, I say, I, I sing Patsy Klein songs and I sing them on the first record. But what I'm doing now isn't so much like that, and um, takes a lot more uh, influences from you know rock bands. Who would we be surprised to know that you like to listen to? That's- There's so much. Um, yeah. Let me think. What would be the most surprising? Um, and there are no wrong answers. I did get into Black Flag. I really like nice. The Replacements a lot. But that's easy. The Replacements... Paul Westerberg's one of the best songwriters around. Um, the Replacements... You're speaking my language when you say Paul Westerberg. I know, I love him, I love him. Yeah. The, the other thing I'm really curious about, I've never heard a more diverse scene that's what's in coming Nashville. Nashville and everybody I think in their mind has this box checked where it's a certain kind of stuff yeah. and it's that's why I've been kind of just beating the drum and ramming it down people's throats saying you gotta hear these bands Nashville's gorgeous I'm, I'm surprised at where it's at now and I think a lot of it has to do or a lot of what you're talking about has to do with the Infinity Cat crew because they've it's not even that 
like they've they've branched out into this huge crazy musical universe where everyone's doing something different. It's just the fact that they they start as many bands as they can and they play as many shows as they can and everybody's like you're from Nashville and every you know like Jeff has done more than a lot of Nashville touring bands have done in the past 10 years and it, and it blows my mind that they've sort of created this entire entity mm-hmm. and scene and um, not just them obviously like Courtney Tidwell too like she's been doing this for forever and like she's been building her her scene for forever and, and there's so many talented people there like Lamb Chop has a huge name all over the world mm-hmm. and they're from Nashville and people you know they're starting they're starting to finally realize that it's a very uh, diverse music scene um, I guess the last question I'll ask you is, is this your first time coming out to California? Well, I was in San Diego for a wedding when I was 13. Okay. <laughs> so I know it's hard for a lot of, like, you know, artists from based on the other side of the country to come out here. Do you intend on kind of trying to, like, hammer the West Coast a little bit? And, like, I love it here. Yeah. I mean, it's not even an intention. It's just enjoyment. So yeah. I, I've, I've felt more comfortable here than I have on tour this entire year um, and it's only been about three days. So. That's awesome. It's wonderful That's here. Good to hear. And, yeah. uh, San Francisco is honestly as quirky and interesting and perfect as I've always heard it was. So. Well, good. I hope we we're all scared of LA. We're all a little scared of LA. Can I tell you something? Just kind of like this off the record, you know? That you no, guys, leave it on there. Okay, it'll be well. It's anyway. <laughs> you guys are going to do great in LA because there's a excited. lot of good press coming out about the that record. That just makes me nervous. It shouldn't because you know LA is a lot more open. I was telling the guys in the band before we we, we talk. San Francisco, with country music in particular, or something label country, doesn't quite know what to do with it. Yeah. It's not a genre that's but a really, lot of country people go to LA. Well, there's a huge, there's a huge scene, and um, you know, people really respect that that style of music out there. So I think your show at Largo is going to be big. And it's going to be yeah. fun. Well, the guest list is full up, so I'm kind of nervous about that. Even though. you'll kill it. I mean, I, I, the thing I like about you is you have a nice easy charm and, <laughs> and natural way so I think LA's gonna love you I know San Francisco's gonna love you and uh, I, I, thanks so much for talking with me yeah, they, I'm, I glad, I'm glad this worked out
Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with Caitlin Rose. She is quite lovely, as you can tell. It was a great interview. Uh, like I said, an amazing show. Go to the blog, www.whatdovaysaid.com, and read all about my live review of that show. And uh, if you dig around, you're going to find a lot more about Caitlin Rose on that site because I have been writing about her for quite some time now. I really am a big fan. Um, I want to let you know what you just heard. The first song I played by her is called Shanghai Cigarette. When I was in Austin, I saw that song, and John Darnell from The Mountain Goats came out and sang with her. The two of them hit such a beautiful harmony, and I wish I had that recorded, but I don't. But I have a feeling she will be joined by him again in the future. But that song, if there's any justice in the world, will be a hit song for her or for somebody. It's a great song, and it should be on the charts right now. I, I just love it. I think it, it's just an amazing song. And then we played another song called Sinful Wishing Well that was right there in the middle of the interview. Just another pretty song, great words, really showcases her voice. And then I closed it out with Spare Me. I just like that song. It's, it's a great, um, catchy country song. And uh, again, that should be a hit as well. If I'm the one picking the hits, those are the ones that I would pick to be on the charts right now. And I'd gladly swap them with uh, you know, whatever happens to be up there. So uh, let's get back to the music. I'm going to play something from Andrew Combs. Andrew Combs was touring with Caitlin Rose. He was just doing the driving, I think. He was just behind the wheel, making sure they got to where they had to be get, uh, get going. I played him on the podcast before, and I apologize because I did not put two and two together when I met him. And they kept saying, oh, he's the one you got to watch for. He's a great songwriter. And it just kind of didn't add up in my mind. So I apologize for that, Andrew, but I will make it up by playing one of your songs right now. It's called Tennessee Time. It's a beautiful song. It's got a great voice. I believe Spencer and Jeremy are working with him on an EP that should be out soon. And when it is, you know I'll be playing it here on What Do They Said About Music because I love Nashville. I mean, in fact, I am going to dub this kitchen in San Francisco Nashville West. So uh, there you go. Anybody wants to come out to Nashville West, find me in my kitchen where this podcast is held and you will, uh, you will get the, the flavor. Or at least you'll get, uh, well, maybe I can, I don't know, maybe I can get my wife to make some, uh, I don't know, some grits or something like that. Uh, we'll see what we can do. But uh, without further ado, Andrew Combs doing Tennessee Time. One, two, one, two, three, four.
That's Court doing Pickin' Wild Mountain Berries featuring Courtney Tidwell and Lamb Chops, Kurt Wagner. And it's a great record. It's called Invariable Heartache. Look for that one. It's just uh, the two of them doing a bunch of songs, a lot of duetting going on there. And uh, their voices, as you could tell, sound great together. And I'm going to play one more song in the kind of Nashville country vein, although this artist is out of Toronto. Uh, I want to play some Ron Sexsmith. He was excellent as well. He headlined over Caitlin Rose at the Cafe du Nord. And he released a record recently called Long Player Late Bloomer. And it is great. It's produced by Bob Rock. Bob Rock, big time producer, also a big time Canadian. And the album sounds great. So let me uh, look for a song to play. I'll tell you what it is after. And then we're going to shift gears and we're going to get a little bit into the... Uh, British music scene. We're going to jump across the pond. We're going to make that big long flight from the West Coast to England. And uh, yeah, we'll do you right. We're going to play a little Inca Gold. We're going to play a recommendation. Uh, Spencer Cullen recommended I play Treetop Flyers. I'm going to find a song of theirs. We also have a band from New Zealand called Naked and the Famous. Not British. 
But, uh, you know, they have accents, so maybe that'll work. So look for all that coming up in the next hour. But right now we're going to play a little Ron Sexsmith. Your hair. Dippity-doo. Rollers. 
Dippity do. Easy, neat. Dippity do. No slip, no drip. Dippity do. Dippity do. Dippity do. Real body. Dippity do. Holes and holes. Dippity do. New. For you. Dippity do. Dippity do. Dippity do. It holds and holds and holds. Dippity do. You're listening to What Do They Said About Music, the parrot on the shoulder of Pirate Radio. Subscribe to What Do They Said for free now on iTunes. All right, welcome back to What Do They Said About Music for the second hour of this bipolar episode. By bipolar, I mean we're starting off with Nashville and we are traveling over to Britain and we're going to put a spotlight on a British band, a brand new band coming out of England called Inca Gold. Inca Gold has just released one EP. I believe it came out on Valentine's Day of this year. Their plan is to re- release three separate EPs over the course of the year to kind of chart their progress in the studio. And the first four songs that I received from them are really, really well done. I mean, they have a bit of a Radiohead feel to them. Uh, they're describing themselves as psychedelic drone pop. I'm not quite sure, you know... I don't hear a lot of the drone in there, but definitely there's a psychedelic element to them as well as a pop feel, but they're really, really good. This record sounds great. So I want to play a couple songs of theirs to kind of introduce you to them. I'm going to be interviewing them for the blog, so that should be coming up soon within the next week or so, and then hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to them, uh, do a phone interview with them soon. So I'm really big on them. I think they're going to be a band to watch definitely in the coming year. And this first EP is available for free on their Bandcamp site. So do a Google search for Inca Gold, I-N-C-A Gold, like the color. They'll come up, look for their Bandcamp site. You can download this EP for free so you can have what I have. Because I want to give to you, my Davidians, my listeners, what I have. Everything that I have. You know, and it's not a lot. Let me, let me tell you that much right now. So don't get excited. All right, as you know, you can reach us at whatdoveysaid at gmail.com or call us at 415-937-0445. Let me know what you think of Inca Gold. Am I, am I crazy? I don't think I'm crazy, but let me know if I'm crazy. Call us at 415-937-0445. And uh, the blog is www.whatdoveysaid.com. So let me play you a song by Inca Gold. And what one should I play? This is my favorite part where I waste your time by searching for songs. I I should have this down more, but you know what? What do you want for free? This is a free podcast. Get you can get this free on iTunes too, as well as on our site. We're going to play a song called All the Very Best. All the Very Best was a uh a, a song I think they're they're marketing as kind of the single from this EP. It's really good. There's a cool video that goes along with it too of them recording it. You can get a look at the fellas. Not a bad looking uh, bunch of fellas. I, I definitely think that they uh, they have have something going on in for for the ladies as well. But this song, all the very best, we are going to play right now. So welcome to Inca Gold. Mm-hmm. 
So there you go. That was Inca Gold doing all the very best. Really a well-produced song and very, very creative stuff in there. Um, I like that kind of like like Tom York will sing kind of to the drummer. I like that uh, style of vocal and uh, just a really big sound. Um, so I'm very curious to see how the next EP is going to turn out because these guys just seem to be really locked in in the studio. So again, their name is Inca Gold. We'll open play one more song by them called Holy Buzzard. There's two more songs on this. I'm going to save them because I'll probably be playing them at a later date. So I don't want to play it all at once. But uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. So write in and tell me what you think. That's whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Or call us at 415-937-0445. Uh, so that way I can give, give the guys a little feedback on what, what our listeners out here in America are thinking. And, I, and I, we have so many of you. So many of you, not only in America, but worldwide. And I really... Uh, I'm appreciating all the feedback I'm getting on the blog and on this show. It is greatly appreciated, and uh, we're going to have some interesting stuff coming up. I, I'll just give a quick shout-out before I play the, the next Inca Gold. Um, a band called The Naked and the Famous is coming through San Francisco. I'm hoping to talk with them. I have an interview already uh, done and completed for San Francisco band Dominant Legs. And uh, what else? I, I might be talking with Kelly Stoltz uh, very soon. I know he's very popular in England as well, so maybe I'll play a Kelly Stoltz song a little bit later. But right now, let's get back to Inca Gold. The song's called Holy Buzzer. And uh, yeah, it's here for your enjoyment on What Duvet Said About Music.
triple shots so we heard after i did inca gold doing holy buzzer is that the song my god where's the mind going holy buzzer it was then we did the naked and the famous not from england from new zealand doing a song called punching in a dream they have a new record out called passive me aggressive you they're touring around the states look for them good band if you like that it's kind of like bridges that sort of pop with electro pop sort of thing and you could dance to it but it, it's it's not a uh, just fluffy and kind of uh, light music it, there's some depth to the lyrics and then we had Kelly Stoltz Kelly Stoltz is a San Francisco based musician a real treasure uh, always grateful to see him play and that's off his album called Two Dreamers and that's on Sub Pop the song's called I Don't Get That it's a great record, and I'm going to be asking Kelly about that, and he has so many other projects going on. He also plays in Sunny in the Sunsets. I saw him play this uh, past Sunday with uh, Stephanie Finch, another local musician, and Chuck Prophet. A bunch of people were in that band. That was a really uh, great show, which is going to make me – I was going to stick strictly to playing bands from Britain, but you know what? I'm just all over the place. Like I said, it's a bipolar show, so I'm going to let the whim take me. I am going to play Tree Chop Flyers, and they are from England. And what's the story on them? I was recommended them by Spencer Cullen from Caitlin Rose's band, and he, he's a Brit. He's from London. And so, and I'm not sure what part. I don't even want to, like, you know, mix it up and then, you know, be like, you know, I'm not from there, I'm from here. So oh, we'll just say London. But I think it's a tough part of London. Seemed like a tough guy in a really nice way. At any rate, 
Treetop Flyers. I'm gonna play a song called Mountain Song. They have a little bit more of that rootsy thing going on, a little bit of that Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So uh, I can see why he, he likes them because it's very much in keeping with the kind of Nashville style. So we'll play that song and uh, I'm gonna dig around and see what else I can find. I might play some Band of Heathens from Austin, Texas. Again, not England. So I guess I'm all over the map. We'll have to note that in the show notes. That Robert Bob Duvet is all over the map. But uh, that's all right. It's okay. We're all going to live with it. Everybody just kind of be cool. Join hands. We're going to get through this. Find your chakra. Go to the blog. You, can, you know, we go to the blog. Actually, listen to this show and read all the um, all the wonderful stuff that we have up there. That it's making me dizzy. I've been working too hard on this stuff, and it's it's starting to really hit me where it hurts. So we're going to hit you where it hurts with a little uh, little music, a little more music. Treetop Flyers doing Mountain Song. Horses from behind the mountain She's wide beyond her age In the distance you see the smoke ring Of of some rage She often thinks of running as it takes her Now she plows the family burden
devil to those mountains beyond the blue. Safety comes and I'm familiar They always just stay the same For the millions of the faithful Children of your world are all ones John's Eve, gone to see Marie on Pontchartrain. Twelve thousand black and white standing in the rain. Gold stars on my forehead, don't need no tarot deck. Three grease satchel in my hand, cross around my neck.
money on her resting place, X's on the wall. Rainbow snake to shed his skin, mark the sparrow's fall. Free from all my burdens, paid up all my debts. Green, green satchel in my hand, cross around my neck. Green, green satchel in my hand, cross around my neck. Green, green satchel in my hand. lovely song that's band of heathens they played for two hours on sunday night and it flew by usually i have like an hour threshold for bands but they were just amazing and we'd seen them a couple times before once at hardly strictly bluegrass out here in san francisco which is a free show in october i recommend everybody that's within earshot go to this thing it's worth traveling Four or two, if you're from someplace else. But uh, they really blew me away. Then we had a chance to see them in Austin, Texas for the Austin City Limits Music Festival. And they were incredible there as well. But to see them in a small club where they didn't have any time pressures, they take their songs and just take them to whole other places. And you get lost. You forget what song you started in. And then they bring it back and it's, it's really powerful. All three of these guys can sing amazingly. I mean, they're a full band, but they have three main songwriters. All three of them sing amazingly. And I find myself going, oh, well, he's the one with the best voice. And then somebody else will sing a verse and you'll be like, what? Oh, my God, he's the one. It's, it's, it's pointless to even try and figure it out. They're all just very gifted musicians and songwriters and very much... Uh, Influenced by the band. They have a, a very band quality to them. And they also have a big, bit of gospel in there. It's great. I mean, some of these songs are just like, they take you to church. I want to take you to church. Got a few more uh, songs I can play. I am just going to, I'm just going to go scrolling through my iTunes and see what jumps out at me. I'm going to play that. Then we are off the rails. The, the, the playbook has been thrown out the window, folks. I, I got to, Play music to please my soul, and hopefully it pleases yours because uh, I'm starting to fade. It's getting the, the the sun's going down here, and I need a little pick me up. So I'm gonna look for some stuff to play, and uh, we'll do a, a, a patented triple shot. I'll talk at you some more, and we'll, we'll we'll get this thing wrapped up soon enough. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you enjoyed that Caitlin Rose interview conversation, I should say, and uh, the Inca Gold, the Spotlight on Inca Gold. I think that's a band that we're gonna be watching. And uh, all this other good stuff that's coming your way. So uh, just sit back and enjoy the soothing sounds or the not so soothing sounds, depending on what I choose to put on.
right. That was Group Love out of Los Angeles. Not England. But before that, we had two Brits. We had PJ Harvey doing In Dark Places. I'm going to see PJ Harvey this Thursday at the Warfield here in San Francisco. Before she goes and plays, uh, I think, one of the headlining slots for Coachella, which is happening this next this coming weekend, I should say. I'm going to take next week off. Nobody's going to be here. Everybody's going to be out at Coachella having fun. I'm not going this year. I'm bitter. But uh, I will be seeing many of the bands that are playing. And uh, one of those bands is going to be the next one I'm going to play, which is CSS. Oh, before that, PJ Harvey, you had David Bowie doing a song called TVC 15 off of Station to Station, I believe. It's a lodger. I God, I can't keep track of all this stuff. Let us look on our computer. Yeah, it's off of Station to Station. There you go. All right, so we're going to play CSS. I like CSS. They're playing uh, this Friday night here in San Francisco. A place called Mezzanine. This is off their album Donkey. The song is called Give Up. I am close to giving up, folks. We got about two more songs, and then we are done. Again, Robert Bob Duvet here with you. It's been a pleasure. What Duvet said about music is the show. It is a weekly show. Even if I take next week off, I'll probably do the show anyway. I, I say this all the time. I threaten. Idle threats. We'll close it out with CSS, Give Up, and uh, give it up for Caitlin Rose for being on the show today. Give it up for Inca Gold for releasing uh, a great EP. Give it up to yourselves for listening to all this wonderful music. And uh, sure, we'll give it up to me for uh, being your fearless host on this uh, kitchen podcast that we like to call The New Radio.